after a long break, we're back. We are back. It's been a minute. We had to take a little hiatus for several reasons. Yeah. One, Aaron got a new job. I did, and I also got a new baby. Oh, yeah. Well, you had almost <laughs> nothing to do with that. Uh, <laughs> 90 seconds of work is not work. Uh, <laughs> and also, uh, I was able to get COVID. That was fun. Broke my streak. Yeah, and, Sound, uh, sounds like it would be real fun. It was fun. I, got, I took a lot of naps. What are those? Yeah, exactly. You get COVID, you can find out, buddy. Right. And then uh, a bunch of people I love died. We won't talk about that because that'll bring the whole podcast down. But yeah, but we had this great interview with a person that we both are big fans of, their work, um, just who they are and how they create and their hybrid, you know, both photo video shooter and uh, they're part of a duo. And uh, we had this great conversation and uh, without spoiling too much, it's so good, we're going to have to break it into two, two, pod, uh, two podcasts. It is, that's true, yeah. So uh, we, we got to talk with half of the YouTube channel, Becky and Chris. Uh, some might argue the better half based maybe, on the Maybe YouTube. three quarters of the duo, really. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would probably say nine tenths of the duo. I think she does the heavy lifting. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, I, I don't think Chris would be offended by that. No, no. He, he's uh, he's he out there doctoring. In all fairness, he is doctoring, he has a full-time job. He, it is not his focus to run the YouTube channel, that's all her, so. Yeah. She does it well, we love all the content, uh, we love the ideas they come up with. Um, man, just their, their aesthetic, like, um, you know, both of their eye for design, mostly Becky's, but I know Chris helps out a lot with the projects around the house too, um, which I enjoy seeing. Their, their helicopter Ooh. series, all kinds of stuff. If you guys don't know who they are, I will put a link down in our show notes. Definitely go check out. Please do. Every single one of their channels. Um, and if you if you do check them out and we sent you, comment on something, letting them know that uh, Aaron and Dan sent you from the, the AV Room podcast. That would be really cool. For sure. The other thing that's clear that Aaron is like stalker level fanboy in this <laughs> and that I've missed a couple episodes with some key information. And that becomes quite obvious when I ask some dumb questions. <laughs> and Aaron goes, dude, didn't you see that episode where this happened? And uh, yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> It's a chance for old Dan to, to feel a little bit dumb in front of the guest, which I, I enjoyed. We were, I, I don't know about Aaron, but for me, I was, it was kind of unbelievable that our, our dumb little podcast was talking to someone so cool. I mean, this is all credit to, to Aaron for, for locking in a, a cool guest like this and just the conversation we had was excellent. For sure. And uh, well, you know, we could go on and on about it and, and rave about how cool it was to, to talk with Becky. But instead of doing that, I think maybe we should just get into this. This will be part one of two, like Dan mentioned earlier. We She just was so generous with her time. We chatted for so long that we're, we're just going to break it up into two pieces so that it's not two hours long. That's right. So roll that beautiful bean footage. Hello. Hello. How's it going? How are you? Good, thank you. I'm doing really good. Thanks, Becky, for joining us. Um, I'm pretty excited about this. I know Dan is too. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I'm pumped. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we appreciate you taking some time out of your your busy schedule to join us. Uh, naturally, we, we would have loved to have uh, Dr. Chris with us as well, but you know, we know that you're the you're the brains and the force behind <laughs> Becky and Chris, anyways. So he's hard to tag down his. Uh, crazy schedule we haven't recorded our own podcast yeah. in a while so he's hard to yeah wow hard to yeah he's a busy guy 
Yeah, for sure. And, uh, that's, that's awesome. You know, I, I enjoy, he's done a couple of videos where he's explained what he does a little bit in his vlogs and I know he has his other channels and all that. So I, I've enjoyed learning a little bit yeah. about what he does too. So yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah. And I enjoy his goofiness. <laughs> <laughs> he's a nut. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm going to, you know, ask you in a second to kind of give a super recap of, of everything you do. But for those of you that don't know, um, Becky Peckham is the half of Becky and Chris, the YouTube channel. Um, they have a podcast called Tuxedo Time, which came from the YouTube channel. Um, you guys do everything from vlogging to flying helicopters to tutorials and I mean, a million different things in between. If you haven't gone and checked out their channel or seen any of, of, you know, their Instagram stuff or, or anything out there, their Facebook group, uh, definitely do that. We'll link, um, in the show notes, um, connecting to all their accounts, but definitely worth your time. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're, we're uh, we won't be able to hide it during this interview, but we're, we're big fans. Yes. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Becky, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little kind of like elevator pitch of, of, um, what you do and kind of where you started and how you got to where you are now. Sure. I'll yeah. try to do my best. <laughs> I think you covered it all though. Um, so I guess, uh, a little bit of background about me. Um, I am a graphic designer by trade, self-taught in photography, hated video for a long time until I started YouTube with my husband, Chris, and now I love video. Um, let's see, love home renovations, home decor, anything that has to do with the home. Um, yeah, we make videos about flying helicopters, home decor, DIY projects, vlogs, literally everything. We don't even really have a niche. It's just kind of like whatever we're into, we make videos about. Uh, there is a podcast that we have that's kind of like a little side Thing to our YouTube channel where we just kind of talk about some behind the scenes stuff and random things, tell stories, um, and just kind of give our audience on YouTube a little bit of an opportunity to get to know us a little bit better. Um, and it's definitely a little bit more raw, unfiltered, lots of swearing, lots of inappropriate <laughs> stories. <laughs> nice. So that's kind of like Cole's notes about me. I'm from Canada as well. So. Well, yeah, I, um, I, I appreciate the podcast. I also voted when you guys were asking if you want to continue telling or you want us to continue hearing stories or you want to niche down your podcast, I was like, uh, don't change it, please <laughs> do whatever you want. Cause the, it, it's mostly just entertaining listening to you guys. Um, but also the stories, I mean, I, you guys are both storytellers by nature, I feel like. So well, it's, thanks. it's fun listening. Yeah. It's fun to have that like little outlet just to, you know, have, and sometimes, you know, you get caught in this circle when you're making the internet contents. It's like, should I niche down? Like, what's the purpose of this thing? And I think for us, like everything we've ever started was just to like document life or whatever. And the podcast is kind of like an extension of that. So yep. yeah, I'm, I was happy for that feedback. Cause it's like, okay, great. Like this is, it's nice to have that outlet to just do whatever, talk about whatever, and just be foolish and make it whatever we want to make it the day we're recording kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, I think I think for me, uh, I just appreciate you guys how honest you are, and and you guys are being vulnerable in, in a cool way. It's just uh, it's fun to see. Uh, Aaron and I have wonderful wives that that are very creative in different ways than us. They're not into photography or videography. Uh, my wife's a teacher, and and his his wife. I'm not. I don't even know her official title. Um, I, you know, I don't either. I've asked her a million times and it's, I've asked her to explain her job too. She does so much mm -hmm. that I have a hard time grasping the actual concept, but she's, she's a supervisor, um, of like a million people. I think she has like 
not really a million, but she has like 40 direct reports or just under that. Supposed to be splitting up a little bit soon. Um, but yeah, she works super hard and her her passion is like developing people and just really connecting with people. So she does that as her main job, but she's also uh, training to be what's called a human potential coach cool. um, to just kind of help people be their best uh, version of themselves. So yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm happy for her doing that. I think she's going to be really good at that. And I really hope that it takes off soon once she's done with her certification. Yeah. And, and my wife, uh, she works uh, for the local university here, uh, University of Arizona. She's an educator in the uh, athletics department. Nice. So she helps with the student part of student athletes. And she was a, a kindergarten teacher for 14 years before that. So Aww. our wives are, are very creative, but in different ways than us. So for, for us, it's kind of cool to see a couple that is creative in, in similar ways, but still like you guys have like, this is what he does. This is what I do. You like section it off in, in ways that work to each of your strengths. So it's it's just cool to, to be able to listen to that and see how you guys navigate that together. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. There's all sorts of different ways that like creative creativity can be expressed, I guess, you know. And it yeah. sounds like both your wives are doing some really cool stuff and definitely have that kind of creative gene. But you're right, it's totally different. Like even teaching, like that can be its own creative thing and you know photography video and it's all kind of depends on how your brain works and how you see things and very interesting oh yeah yeah do you guys have arguments about who's better at which <laughs> section of what you guys do no we're usually like oh you're better at video no you're better at video no you can do this better no but we're pretty good at like compromise like he knows like there's there's certain things he knows that he can do way better than me and and I know it too. So I'm like, can you please do this thing? Because I suck. <laughs> I, I would guess he's better at flying helicopters. Yes. And he's been trying to get me to learn. And I'm like, no. <laughs> hey, it's, it's fun. Um, I think I might've mentioned it before, but I, I did, um, I have my single engine land uh, certificate. I flew Cessnas when I was in high school. And that's right. Yeah. I don't think I have since, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. If you like it. <laughs> yeah. Too stressful to like have all of that responsibility, you know, for me anyway, right, yeah. Chris loves it. Cause he's like really into, you know, challenging s stuff and, and the technical and the physics, even of flying, he's like obsessed with oh, that yeah. where I'm like, Oh my God, like, I don't know what any of this stuff does. I'm terrified of heights. I'm going to barf. <laughs> I'm just going to take <laughs> yes. the, the video and the pictures. <laughs> yep. And I'm like you, I, I get, I'm terrified of heights. I don't <laughs> know how I would handle like that full like a uh, 180 window bubble oh, yeah. at the front. I think there would be part of me that just will n would never get over it. My, my grandpa had a small plane uh, when I was a kid and he always used to point out when I was older, that's the, the poor, the, the stain from you puking every time you were in this plane. <laughs> and he would just point that out every time. And he'd point out to anybody, oh yeah, Dan, Dan uh, he puked right there. He, can, oh, he can't man. handle flying, oh, he's no. scared of heights. And so I, I, every time you like take a pill to, to, to like try and deal with that or, or, or you're like kind of like, oh, I can see it in your face that you're like, oh no, I'm like, I would be right there. I just, yeah, yeah it's, it's awful. It's, I don't, Have you ever notice in the videos if I'm, if I'm clenching my seat with my hand, you know, I'm like mm -hmm. really anxious about turbulence or heights or I feel like going to barf. <laughs> I, uh, my flight instructors would make us tuck in our shirt before flying. Oh and really? Like if you're going to, if you're going to yak, like you do it in your, in your shirt. Cause oh. this is a rental plane. Lots of people use these. Right. <laughs> If you don't want to pay to have it clean, you better get it on yourself. Oh, so not only are you embarrassed, oh, you have to yeah. wear it. <laughs> so that was good uh, motivation to not yes. uh, puke because you'd have to get it all over yourself. So, 
Yeah. I, I, I will say as someone who, who is scared of heights and, and gets airsick, it's not a choice. I'm not choosing to get airsick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just, it's happening to me. Pe- peppermint does wonders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have one a thing that I wear when I fly now. It puts pressure on the bottom of my wrist. It's like an elastic band. And I don't, it might just be like, you know, when people take pills full of water and they think they're taking medicine. Yeah. It might be that. Like placebo. a placebo? Yeah, placebo. Yeah, that's what I was, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. But but it works every time. And and so I'm convinced that I can only fly with that now. And if I don't have it, I'll freak out a little bit. Yeah. But. No, I'm the same way. I have those bands and Chris is like, they don't work. I'm going to throw them away. I'm like, no, don't throw them away because my whole ritual is like, take a gravel. I don't remember what it's called down here. Don't. Dramamine, I think. It's like, oh, take yeah. a Dramamine, yeah. put the wrist things on, put one earplug in my left ear, and don't touch anything. Just let me do my thing, and hopefully I won't burn. <laughs> yeah. He's like, whatever, if it works for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it works for me. I might be lying to myself, and I'm okay with that. Me too. Uh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, helicopters, uh, I loved your guys' uh I love many of your videos with helicopters, but uh, one in particular was you guys getting the clearance to fly over Niagara Falls. Yeah. Uh, Could you tell us, like, what was that like? I mean, as uh, mixed in there, the fact that you do get a little air sickness, but what was it like? Because that that is gorgeous to see. It was pretty intense. Chris had been working on that for a few months. Um, I don't know all the details about who he was talking to, but I know it got escalated all the way up to like Washington, D.C. And he was on with the FAA, I think, and um, Buffalo Tower and Approach. I think it, it was really, it was a lot of moving parts to orchestrate that kind of flight. And we had like 30 minutes to basically do it. So I have this problem where, yes, I get, I get sick in the helicopter, but if we're going on a shoot and there's like a shot I have to get, then like my adrenaline and, and anxiety mm. just kind of almost takes over the barfing. So yeah. He was like, well, you have 30 minutes, like you're never going to get to do this ever again because with the airspace was closed for COVID and with the permission that we got, they were allowing us to fly lower than what um, the tour companies are allowed to fly because it was shut down. Oh, wow. So it was a once in a lifetime. Even if I took, you know, a tour from Niagara Falls, we'd, we'd never get the as low as we got and the shots that we were able to get. So, oh, yeah. of course, with the door off, it's scary because the wind is kind of blowing by you and you can see everything right there. And then you're thinking you have like two cameras around your neck and you're shooting video and you're shooting photos and you have 30 minutes to get this shot. And you got like three or four GoPros rolling and you're really hoping that they're all recording. Okay. And they're capturing (laughs) audio and there's no water droplets on stuff. So it was like, there's a lot of things going on in your head to like, you know, capture the, make the video get the photos it's your only chance but then also like you have your fear and and whatever and then you know flying over the falls was was scary because you were close but like that's a big ass drop man like from the top yeah. all the way to the bottom yeah. so and the water's so powerful so there was a lot of like kind of scary things how he loved it like he was having the time of his life oh, yeah. um I'm sure and it was it was fun but it was definitely nerve-wracking trying to manage you know everything yeah, it it sounds like it. That's stressing me out just thinking about all the cameras and, uh, you know, Chris is flying, so you're all on yeah. your own. And yeah, it's a yeah. lot to run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my boss, who's his, I, his uh, wife is Canadian and her family is all Canadian, so they have a cottage up uh, near Toronto. But uh, today they're they're at Niagara Falls. And oh, nice. So I, I sent them your, your video, just like, this is a unique view of it from, from a perspective. I mean, no, I've never seen, I've never seen the falls from that perspective ever. Mm-hmm. And so it was, I have, 
well, not from a helicopter, but yeah. I've been in Niagara probably six or seven times. Oh yeah, because you're from Buffalo. Yes, yes. I, I think I I've mentioned that too before to you guys. Um, yeah, I was I was born in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, so when did you move away from here? Gosh, uh, <clears throat> it was a long time ago, thirty years ago. Oh wow! Before Nin- before high school, right? It was 1990. Okay. So yeah. well before any school. Oh okay. Yeah, I was four. I think I was. I had just done mm-hmm. kindergarten there, and actually, I went to a Catholic kindergarten. That was interesting because my whole mom's side was Catholic. Um, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, so f- I started first grade here. Oh, okay. Yeah, so 90, 90 or 91. So I've been here a long time, but we still often go back to visit family. Um, in fact, the last time I was there, my wife was pregnant with our, our daughter, um, and we went to Niagara Falls, and it was mid-December in Buffalo. Oh, nice. So, man, there was I, – I remember sitting my camera down on this post to take a picture of the whole family with the falls in the background because I didn't bring a tripod because I didn't think of that. Yeah. But I sat it down on this concrete post, and there was a uh, one-and-a-half-inch thick sheet of ice on top of this concrete just from the mist and then from freezing over yeah. and over. It's, cra- it's it crazy nuts. in the winter. Like, every season is completely different there. It's it's amazing. Like Chris and I, when we moved down here, we went to Niagara Falls because one of his buddies at work was like, you have to go see it in the winter. Everything is frozen. And so we went. And it was like, oh, my God, it was probably like minus Fahrenheit. I don't know. It was like minus 20 degrees Celsius, so whatever that is converting to Fahrenheit, but everything was frozen, and like there was this just ice mist that was just falling on our cameras and just freezing instantly, and like I remember like trying to get the the mist off the filter, and it was just like impossible, and even like my LCD was freezing, and I was like, why is there this like weird motion blur? Like my shutter speed's right. I don't understand what's going on, and then Chris was like, oh my oh, god, god, your screen is freezing. Like the, the yeah. crystals inside the liquid crystals wait are freezing that's why it's like that and Jeez. i was like oh my god <laughs> but it's oh, fine camera's wow. fine <laughs> better just uh you just gotta shoot blind at that point yeah just record and hope works. for the best <laughs> yeah i will say i've lived in arizona all but two years of my life and and when i moved i'd never i was tennessee so it wasn't cold i cannot imagine being that cold <laughs> uh it's just it, it boggles my mind i remember being in chicago one time in february and and i had i had a coat like four or five layers on and going, how do people live where it's this cold all the time? Like just walking around the street and yeah. I, you adjust to it. Do you? I mean, I, I I haven't been in cold long enough to know, but I mean, if you go for like 10 days, two weeks, you get to the point where you're like, oh, this isn't too bad. Unless the as soon as the wind hits, then it's game, it's game over. But The wind is brutal. By the way, I, I was looking it up just to see, because I, I had a guess, negative uh, 20 Celsius is, I was going to say, is around zero Fahrenheit. It's negative four. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, wow. Cold. And then they, then they do the thing, feels like, uh, which I think is- Wind chill. Yeah, yeah, because the wind chill. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's- they're just lying to us. It doesn't feel like it feels horrible. It was definitely, I think, a feels like four Fahrenheit oh. um, when we went to the falls. Yeah, I was like, I don't care. This is gorgeous. I'm taking pictures. <laughs> like, I haven't been here in a couple of years. It's great. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> well, I like having a grandparent relationship with snow, where you can go visit it and then go back to your home where it's temperate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to live in it yes. then, right? But you guys have yes. the opposite problem where it's freaking hot. Like it's. What's yeah. the temperature there this summer? Were you guys in an area that you're affected by that, like 108? Oh, no. We, we had a week of 113. Ew. 118. It was 118 at yeah. my house. So God. if you if you 
If you look at Aaron's Instagram, no one posts more about the weather than my friend Aaron here. <laughs> hey, 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 just my stories. I have screenshots because I want to put a compilation video <laughs> of all of them. I think I have like 30 screenshots from the past year of him. Listen, I, I like weather. I have a, a weather thing outside that that wirelessly connects to inside my house so I can see actual temperature and humidity. I know because there's pictures of it. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I also have an app called Weather Nerd. <laughs> I don't think I would live like I'm. So I'm. I said I was from Canada, but I'm from the East Coast, of Canada, Newfoundland, and we mm-hmm. had like we have long winters from like pretty much October to June, but it's not like there's wind chill and there's cold, but it's like wet snow, kind of like a lot of wind, like up to 100 kilometer an hour wind, sometimes 70 kilometer, oh, wow. like a 50 kilometer an hour wind, I feel like is a normal wind for Newfoundland. So wow. we, we'd get wind and it would be harsh coming off the ocean. It would be cold. But in the summer, we never really got above like 75, 80 Fahrenheit was probably like the highest. We have a an occasional Jeez. day, but even coming down here when we're like high 80s, I'm like, dead because I just can't handle really? the heat because I grew up in this like colder weird climate and yeah. uh, so I think I would actually probably perish if I was down there. It, it's hot. So there's there's two things that make it um, livable. One, there's no there's no humidity most of the time. Yeah. Right now we're in the midst of monsoons so it is pretty humid but you're talking about maybe less than 10% humidity most days. Yeah, so that's not bad. So when they say it's a dry heat and you're like what does that mean? It just means it doesn't it's not hot and feel like when you know that feeling when you get out of a hot shower and the air's thick. It's it not like feel sticking that way. to you kind of thing. No, no, yeah. it's it's hot, but uh, yeah, if it was humid, like the, the couple days last week when it didn't quite rain but it threatened to, and it was sixty percent humidity, those are the days where I'm like, oh, I want to die. It's so horrible. <laughs> air but, conditioning uh, on bus. But it's just hot. You're just like, okay, I'll stay inside and avoid it. But yeah, and and literally. Everybody has AC everywhere, so yeah, yeah. You're freezing when you walk into a grocery store because they keep it at like 68. My daughter wears uh, when we go to the movies. We'll wear a sweatshirt, knowing that the AC will be blasting in yep. the middle of June and July. Yeah, because th- that's just the way things work work here in Arizona. You have to have air conditioning. Yeah. Sure. So, what part of Arizona are you guys in? We're in Tucson. Tucson. Okay, that's like oh gosh, my that's like south, right? Yeah, we're about 60 miles from the border. If this if this was Arizona, this iPad because it looks pretty close, uh, we'd be like bottom, kind of like bottom okay. right, so southeastish. Yeah. Cool. About ninety miles from Mexico. Do you guys got lots yeah. of cool stuff to shoot down there? Yeah, uh, you guys came here. Uh, you were in northern Arizona, right? Yeah, we went up to Page and we were around the Grand Canyon area, and then we went down to um, what's just outside Phoenix. I'm blanking on this. Scottsdale, Tempe, Glendale. Scottsdale. Scottsdale. And, uh, oh my God, because I've been dreaming about going to Arizona since I was a kid. It was like on my top shot bucket list. I was like, I need to go there and shoot. And so Chris Chris and I finally went a couple of years ago and it was like insane. Like we loved it. Um, it's crazy just how like you can drive a couple of hours and the landscape completely changes. It's like yep. canyons yeah. to deserts. So like, oh, it blew my mind. Even like the cactus and the vegetation is just so oh, insane. Yeah. Just like hours apart. I loved it. Loved it there. We uh, we have a unique kind of experience here in Tucson where we have a couple really tall mountains nearby. Uh, Mount Lemon is our, our local one. So you could drive 45 minutes and there's pine trees and snow 
and drive down the mountain and it's 75 degrees Amazing. and cactus and sand. So it's it's just weird that 45 minutes can change that much. Yeah. But you really do get to experience all the different kind of versions of vegetation on the way up the mountain. It's It's really gorgeous. Incredible, yeah. It seems like for me, I always appreciate the most when I bring someone here who has never been here because mm-hmm. I, I grew up here. So I, for me, it's like, oh, yeah, there's Mount Lemmon and there's there's this desert and there's this uh, national park or whatever. And then when you bring someone else and you're kind of seeing it through their eyes and they're like, this is incredible. You're like, oh, yeah, I do live in a cool place. I just take it for granted sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing after being here so long. I'm like. Man, it's so ugly here. Everything is brown. It's just <laughs> dirt and rocks everywhere. Like, I just want to. I just want it to rain and be gloomy for like a week. Yeah, that's all I ask. That's not. That's not Tucson. No, yeah. but it was uh, like two weeks ago. We've had we had some good solid rain. So we we had so last year's monsoon season was the second worst on recorded history. So we had throughout the entire year last year we had one and a half inches of rain. Oh wow! Uh, so we're in a pretty bad drought. This. Just like the last 28 days, we've had more rain in the last 28 days than all of last year. So I've been happy for that. Yes, me too. I (laughs) love the rain. I do love the rain. I love it. It's it just makes you want to get in in sweatpants and watch movies. Yes. Yeah. In your tuxedo. Tuxedo. Yes. Yes, Sorry. Key. (laughs) Key. (laughs) Well, uh, so I had a couple things also I I wanted to mention. Uh, First, congrats on 300,000 on YouTube. Thank you. Saw that. Uh, I didn't actually see when it clicked over because um, I usually just hit your videos when they notify me and I don't go to directly to your channel page. Um, but yeah, so whenever that happened, I think it was the last maybe couple weeks, right? Yeah, I think it was last week. I can't remember exactly. Uh, it must have been Thursday or Friday. I think it happened. Awesome. So crazy, like surreal to see any number like yeah. people want to watch it. It blows my mind. <laughs> I know yeah. I've, I had uh, 1% of that on mine and I'm like, wow, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> One, wait, it actually might be a 10th of a percent. I can't yeah, remember. I don't know how to do math. One. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't help you out. 380 is where I'm sitting. There. 380. Yeah. So subscribe to Aaron's channel is what, is, no, is no, what no, Aaron's no. asking all of our, our listeners. Uh, yeah. I'll get six more people. Great. I wanted to ask you something. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you something related to your channel. I think, and I I can't remember, and I tried to find the video where you talked about it, but there was one point you talked about how you guys don't uh, monetize your channel because it's a uh, it's a conflict with your your regular job. Is that correct? Well, no, they do. You do now. We oh, do, you now, do now. Yeah. So, but you're right. For a long time, we didn't monetize our channel because. Um, I was, so Chris and I moved to the U.S. Chris has got a U.S. citizenship. I don't. So I came on a TN visa. So I had a part-time job that I got the visa for. So when I came across the border, I wasn't allowed to do any work, make any money from anything else except for what my job was. Oh. So we were like, I think we had just, it was before YouTube made the restrictions or like the the kind of what do they call it? Requirements, I guess, to monetize your channel. So yeah. you could just do it right away. But so we had ads turned on before we left and then we turned them off and then moved down here. And the guy at the border was just like, everything has to be shut down. Like, cause I had a, a freelance business in Canada that I wasn't really doing before I moved. Like when we were in Vancouver for one year, um, I kind of stopped freelancing and started just doing YouTube stuff. So he was like, you need to shut down your website. Like I need proof that you don't have clients anymore. Like they're oh, wow. very strict about it. So I was like, well, I guess we won't be monetizing and we can't like sell any merch or like do anything, which was kind of like a blessing. 
um, in disguise at the time we were kind of like, well, this sucks, but, um, it ended up working out. So I, for about two years, we pretty much were just like grinding it out, putting up three videos a week, no monetization, no brand partnerships, no sponsorships, just doing, doing, making videos for free basically. Um, and then I got my green card in 2019, I think it was spring of 2019. And, uh, so of course with the green card, I could monetize. So I quit my job because I was, didn't want to do it anymore. And Chris and I decided, well, let's, let's turn on ads and start taking partnerships. But at that point we had just hit hundred K. So we were a little bit nervous about doing it because our audience had grown with us where they weren't getting sold to at all through any ads yeah. or whatever. Um, but they were like, people were super supportive when we, we did, you know, decide to take on a couple of partnerships. So we, so we do now, so I'm doing it YouTube full-time now and we take on, you know, a few partnerships here and there and ads on the channel and stuff. So, yeah, well, that's awesome. I, I didn't know they were that strict about coming over and shutting that down. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's intense. And we didn't want to screw it up. Cause I was like, I don't want to get deported. Cause like, that's just so messy. Cause like Chris loves his job mm -hmm. down here. And so that would be really yeah. not great. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel like it's funny you mentioned you were doing those three videos a week or whatever. I, um, I've actually gone back and been, I started watching like from your vlog season one, episode one. Oh, amazing. Just watching through again. Cause it's, I, I enjoy just having it on when I'm working or stuff. Mm -hmm. I used to do that with the office, but I've watched it about 8 million times through. So I'm like, I need to, I need to change it up something a little bit. Else. Need to do something else. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to start revisiting some of the old vlogs I, I liked. So I, I did that with Casey's for a while, Casey Neistat's. And, um, I've been watching through your guys now too, but that whole part, like when you guys uh, moved and wrapped up, you know, your Vancouver chapter and moved to Buffalo, uh, the videos I upticked then. Uh, and I really feel like that was like, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but to me, it seemed like that was really when you got in your groove and you guys really started to start, um, like your personality started to come out a lot more. Not that it wasn't there before, but it was just like full on. And so I almost feel like you guys just got so much more comfortable and all that. Um, do you feel like that's accurate like how being on it from that end or did it happen somewhere else and I just missed it <laughs> no definitely uh it's funny because Chris and I um we decided to go back and watch our vlogs from the beginning because we were watching somebody else's vlogs from the beginning and I was like whoa it's crazy to see the progression like in this person and how good they are now and, and I was curious to see how fast they progress and I was like well I haven't watched any of my videos from the last five years and you know it's always kind of cringy to go back and watch but we did watch them uh, yes. and it was fun because it was like you know, family memories or whatever, but, but you're right. I think like after, like we started when we moved to Vancouver in 2016. And so we had basically a year of vlogging, um, putting up a video a week or two videos a week until we moved down here. And I feel like that year was just like, um, practicing getting used to being on camera, but also like trying to be comfortable with like how much of yourself you want to put on the internet. Cause a lot of like, mm. you know, right now I feel like I'm hundred percent myself. I swear a lot. I do weird shit. Like I make dumb faces. <laughs> I say stuff that's inappropriate. I, I talk about bodily functions. And, you know, in the <laughs> first year of doing that, I would be like, I would never like talk about, you know, peeing uh, on the vlog on the internet. Like the, like a couple of weeks ago, we, Chris and I went on a trip and like I put at the end of the vlog, like I had to use a bathroom and Chris, you know, landed the helicopter for me and I peed in this like portable urinal. Yeah, and so like I, I showed it on the video, and I talked about it extensively for like 25 minutes on the podcast. And oh, yeah. like, when I started, there was no way that I would have put that on the internet because I was afraid of what people mm -hmm. would think, which is so stupid. You know, I yeah. should have just been myself from the start, but I think I was just, it was me, but it was like a more reserved me. So you're right. I think like after that time I was like, okay, like 
I think this is okay to like start injecting a little bit more of like who I am really. And now maybe I've just gone a little bit too far, but <laughs> um, no, <laughs> no, 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 that's no. great. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's important for people to hear because I think one of the, one of the things, and, and I've got a daughter who's a teenager. So what we talk, I talk about is her being herself and being comfortable being herself. And, uh, cause had that continued for you, you'd always have to be that version of you mm-hmm. that you're you're showing people and not who you truly are. So, um, you know, I think it's great when you see uh, online personalities and stuff like that, and you're like, that's truly who they are. They're 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 goofy and fun, and they're honest, and they they don't get embarrassed easily. And it's it's really cool to see that. Uh, I, I don't know that I've been embarrassed since the, the 80s. My I can embarrass my daughter in just like yes. a heartbeat. And like others. So, and others. So easily I can embarrass people. And I always think, I, I, I don't know if it's a, I'm not saying like I'm gifted in this area, but it's just nothing I ever struggled <laughs> with. I've just never been embarrassed. Uh, but if, I mean, if I call, if we go to a restaurant and there's a waiter and it says Kevin, and I say, hi, Kevin. Uh, and I start talking to him like that. My daughter's just, oh, no. <laughs> just mortified. And I'm like, I don't know why that's embarrassing. Why when, else would they have Wouldn't you tag? want to call someone by their name rather yeah. than, hey, guy, or excuse me, waiter? Or she's <laughs> like, well, you don't have to use a name at all, dad. And and uh, so, yeah, anyway, all that to say, I, I love uh, seeing people who you can tell that's their true personality. And I think it's inspiring to, to others to see that as well. I still struggle with that. I definitely, when I get, when I'm behind the camera, I have no problem. But when I'm trying to film myself or something, I feel like I have no idea what I'm saying. And I, I, I do the funniest things. I'll watch an editing and I'm like, what? I've never said that in my life. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> so I still struggle. But I think um, to your point too, like when your guys' personality started to come out more, I, I, you know, more people I think were engaged and watching and felt like they were there with you. Um, and, and that's important. And that is a good thing for people to hear. Because I, when I think about the YouTubers I enjoy watching most, um, the actors I enjoy watching most, people people's music I like, it's it's when you can tell it's authentic. And um, like uh, Peter McKinnon's a good example of that. Obviously, he he's just, you know, himself. He does what he wants when he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys with your, you know, like you said, your bodily function talk and all <laughs> that. <laughs> I mean, these are things we all joke about with our friends anyways so why right. everybody talks about it it should yeah. be everybody you know. poops why not talk yeah. about it seriously 100 <laughs> percent. yes and when you gotta pee you gotta pee go exactly. on the side of a helicopter whatever when you gotta go you gotta go yeah we all can't be ceos of holding our pee like exactly yeah. like chris yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you guys watch potato jet at all yes yes 100 one of the first times i remember watching potatoes jet potato jets channel he was climbing a ladder and he and he stepped in dog poo and he kept it in the video and just like the, and when he was coming down, I think he got it on his hand and he was talking about it and it was just like a hard cut and I was dying and I was like, dude, this is amazing. This is just like confirmation that like, it's totally cool to talk about all of this yeah. stupid stuff that happens. You know, you step in dog sh- Sorry for swearing. I don't know if this is no, okay you're to good. Swear, you're but, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Okay. I, I may, I may bleep it out later because my daughter listens to this too but sure yeah you could beep it and i'll try to i'll try to not to swear swear too no, much no, you good, do whatever you want you're good just don't be mad you at me you. if i remove one or two no i won't be you're not at all but uh yeah it was funny it was just one of those moments where it was like this is hilarious and i feel like yep. totally okay now to like which was so, so silly like it shouldn't have taken watching somebody else talk about something like that to like 
be like, oh, I can make a joke about stepping in dog crap or, you know, how much, you know, deer poop is around a location I'm at because it's like there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just. It, it sucks when you step in it, but it's funny for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. it's funny yeah. when somebody else does it when you can't smell it. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, man. Anyway, so we'll t- stop talking about poop. But no, anyway, no, no. he's one of those people who's like super real as well and he, amazing he is, talent. Yeah. So funny. And also, I don't, man, he does so much. I, don't, I mean, I know he has a couple of guys that help him, but like he puts out, he has two channels. He puts out like a daily vlog channel. I think it's a little sporadic now, mm-hmm. but plus his regular channel. And man, I yeah, he does so much. Plus, doesn't he do client work still yep. as well? Like I, yep. I had- he shows up on other people's YouTube video. He was on a Veritasium video doing drone footage for a, a video he shot. It's man. it's crazy. Yeah, he makes me laugh so hard. He's yeah. just super He's so funny. Good. He is super real. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna change gears on you a little bit. Speaking yep. of your vlogs, your past vlogs and stuff, I have a couple questions about that. Mm-hmm. So I, I've often heard when you guys are ending your videos or even sometimes podcasts, stuff like that, I'll hear, oh, that batter- the battery's dead or battery's almost dead. Or <laughs> Is that something you guys just do to like end or do you literally just run out of battery all the time and that's what makes you decide to end something? We literally just run out of battery or like card okay. space and it's like, oh, we'll just say it just is happening. So we'll just say it. All right. Well, I guess we're done now. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times actually we're like, oh, shit, we still have, we have stuff to do, still things to say. And it's like, well, we have 1% battery. So let's like quickly end this. And then Chris will try to finish it off really quickly, but he gets so flustered that he can't get the words out properly and he screws it all up. And I'm just like, whatever. The pressure we're just, doesn't we're make done. it easier. <laughs> Cut. <Yeah. laughs> Makes for good bloopers, though. It does, yeah. yeah. We uh, also, we, we failed to mention, well, you might have heard if you were listening to some of our podcasts. Me, me and Dan are uh, Canon shooters, so sorry about that. No, it's okay. I actually started on <laughs> Canon. I, I know. I shot Canon for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot I was going to mention that. Um, one, one other thing, I, you mentioned this earlier, too, about having four GoPros running or whatever in the, in the helicopter. How the heck do you color grade that? Because my GoPro footage always looks like butt. And I've worked at it. I've changed. I've done tons of things. I've tried um, OPL, as you guys call it. Uh, I've I've graded myself. Like, I yeah. How, how do you how do you do it? It it totally <laughs> depends because you're right. Some of the shots just don't like they're mushy and underexposed, and they just like don't look great. Um, Chris is really great at um, color grading GoPro footage. He uses curves for everything, pretty much. Um, so sometimes if I have a tricky one, I'll just get him to like, you know, do it. Or like if he's already edited something for his um, second channel, Heliscapes, and I'll just rob the color grade off it. But most times, like if it's helicopter stuff, I'll just, um, I'll kind of just like use curves. Because a lot of times like the colors are super saturated, like the blues are just like hyper blue oh, yeah, or the yeah. greens are hyper, hyper green. So I'll just like try to white balance the best I can and then just like selectively drop certain colors in the HSL slider, like curve sliders in Lumetri and kind of tweak the tones or the uh, saturation of those. But you're right. It is, it is challenging, especially trying to match it sometimes to like log footage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a, it's a struggle, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we try to get it as close as possible and then like put that, you know, final color grade over the top of everything and hope that it matches. (laughs) Okay. That, that actually is very, very helpful because I, I have the exact same issue. I just finished, um, we, we went on a trip last week and I, I did a vlog because I haven't recorded or posted anything in a while. Um, so I needed to get back into it. But I, I brought a GoPro with me and filmed some stuff in the car or whatever. And yeah, the, the greens from the trees and against like the blue sky 
are just like crazy saturated and I brought it down. Um, but yeah, that, so I'll, I'll dive further into curves. I was hoping it was easier than that as <laughs> you know, we all do, but. Well, um, thankfully like the, the latest, well, I guess they added a couple of iterations ago, but like now that you can selectively use the HSL like curves and, and, you know, mm-hmm. pick the color range and then like adjust and it, drop it's it. yep. because the colors I feel like are so defined with the GoPro clips, it's almost easier to make those adjustments than it would be say from like Sony or Canon camera, like. It, depending on the situation, but because those are so hypersaturated, it's almost like using a green screen or something, you know, it's just like, yeah. this is green. And now you're just like tagging <laughs> the green and dropping it down or changing the tone. So it is, but it is tricky. Cause like you can't really push the footage as much. Um, right. I think we shoot flat, a flatter profile too, um, with the GoPros. Chris yeah. Is, I went to flat instead of the GoPro color. Yeah. It, I find that's a bit helpful. He usually sets up all the GoPros. I'm like, I have to do everything else. <laughs> so the GoPros are your, your duty. <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's helpful. Yeah. I've, I've been hesitant to go into the, uh, curves and stuff a bit. Cause I know GoPro footage falls apart so quickly. It's, it doesn't shoot at a very high rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll have to play around with it a little more. Yeah. Um, that video I was just talking about, um, I use the road video micro cause I'm, it works fine for me. I don't need That's my else. favorite mic. Um, yeah, yeah. It's the best. And you don't have to worry about batteries. Yeah. It's the best. We've been using it for like f- since we started and like, mm-hmm can't can't use anything else like i love it yeah yeah and he used it for the podcast for a while we did yeah (laughs) Yeah. uh but yeah i had i had it like ever so slightly out so it recorded the audio (sighs) yeah um but it sounded so weird Mm -hmm. so i'm like man i'm gonna try and take out some of the weirdness and just is what it is i don't want to not post this because of that so right that's the worst it's so heartbreaking we had um last couple of times we went and shot helicopter videos the gopro audio cable didn't work Mm. and so you're coming back and you're like oh you're relying on you know you want to get the radio chatter and the things you're talking about and then it's just like nothing or like last time i think it like picked up a like an actual radio like it was like not even the radio from the helicopter it was like like a car radio and i was like where's that coming from like i've never ever heard that so but i was just like (laughs) oh Is there anything you guys are working on right now that you're pretty stoked on or? Got a couple of things on the go. Um, Let's see. We're trying to finish. So we're working on a home renovation series for the channel. Um, That was supposed to go out basically like right around when COVID started. We were Mm -hmm. like trying to hustle to kind of get that done. And then, of course, COVID happened and we were just in the middle of getting our floors redone. And and they had finished right when we went into like the first lockdown. So... um, and then of course over the year like nobody didn't want to have anybody in any trades in and then stuff took a long time to like get here like furniture and accessories and building supplies and stuff so um we kind of got dragged out on on the series a little bit so we're still waiting for you know glass for our shower we just got our countertops installed in the living room so we're hoping that we'll get it up in the fall but mm. you know still waiting on the glass and i don't know how long that's going to take so but we're super excited right. about that because we've been kind of wanting to do that for a while mm-hmm. um so hopefully the first four episodes of eventually i think it will end up being 12 but that will be up hopefully in the fall and then we're trying to plan another helicopter series we'll, we'll see we'll see how that comes together yeah over yeah. the next few months. Awesome. I'm looking forward to your home reno series. I we've actually been doing a little bit of that ourselves and through the you know pandemic I've I've done projects at home so I've had to learn new skills and like I put 
laminate flooring down in our bedroom that was exposed concrete for like three years. Nice. Um, so I, I know how to do that now. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been rough, obviously it's, you know, not fun to live through, but mm-hmm. in a way it's, it's given me a lot more time at home with my daughter. Like I'm just with her 24 seven. And mm-hmm. like I said, nice. she just turned three. So it's in really the really formative years. So it's been awesome having that time and yeah. getting to learn new things and I had always cooked before, but I've been cooking a lot more. I, I know you've ventured into that as well. So Yeah, finally learned how to cook. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, welcome back. Hey, sorry, guys. Uh, okay. We're recording this here at, at my office, and uh, we're in the middle of uh, buying a house. And so uh, the our loan company called our admins that are out there to verify them employed. Oh. My favorite. <laughs> Did you answer and go, yes, I am employed My here. favorite part was in the form that they filled out, we had to scan it, uh, put it back on there. It's, there's a blank called likeliness that he will continue to be employed. And they just wrote 100%. And I was just like, that's such a weird question. Like, who knows what tomorrow's going to bring, but sure. <laughs> yeah, really bizarre. Yeah, it was bizarre. So we, sorry, uh, sorry about that. I asked while, while you were on um, what they were working on that might be exciting and uh, the home renovation series and then yeah. potentially a new helicopter series too. So Oh, yeah. I've, I, I've loved those. I, actually, my daughter, who's a little bit into photography, she's, she's 17. And, uh, she took a couple photography classes in high school. And so we've gone and shot together. And uh, so we watched those, the helicopter ones too, because I, I like to show her. Uh, you know, female creators and and people that are that are that are killing it, kind of in that creative space. She's very. Uh, I did sports and artsy things like music and and video and photography. Uh, she is very much the the creative side and none of the athletic. If you mm-hmm. threw a softball at her, she you know. <laughs> <laughs> if you threw a Nerf ball, same reaction. Yeah, a pencil. Incredible. If she's like, hand me that, I just go this, and she goes. Like it's this she, every time, and she's gonna hear this too. She is gonna hear this. And yeah, she'll be like, "Dad, can you believe you said that?" Uh, but yeah, I, I just love uh, watching those with her together. Just seeing how how cool and creative that that series is, and uh, and and she needs to know that I'm not the only one that talks about bodily functions from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, no one needs to know that. Uh, she might be the only one that doesn't talk about it. Yeah, well, it's okay. She's a young lady. She's trying to be polite. One of these days, just maybe when she's like a bit older, she'll be like, oh, wait, I can talk about this. Yes, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I remember hopefully. being 17, man. Like, you know, things things were different, man. Back then, you're... Oh, yeah. Well, you, it, because somebody t- told it to me like this, like when you're that young... It's been so, like high school is such a big portion of your small life mm-hmm. that it seems so important. And like now I'm 40. So now that four years is a tenth of my life and and none of that seems important or monumental anymore. But at the time, because your life is, has been so short, it just seems huge. It seems like the biggest deal mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. everything from Friday night plans to if you're friends with somebody or asked to a dance is like the biggest thing that's ever happened to you. And, yeah. Uh, Wait, yeah. You're 40. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I still I'm act the, 15. I'm the young one, I guess. <laughs> uh, turning, I turned 40 during the, the lockdown. Yeah. It was sad. My, my wife was going to plan a party and everything and. We'll just do it at 41 because like, like the millennium changes 
you know, 2001 oh. was the new millennium. 41 is actually your 40s. Okay. That's All right. right. There you go. I'll take that into place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully by then we're not locked down again. Right. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, I, I don't know if we talked about this, but can you, can you talk a little bit more about your, your, like, I don't know what you would call it, your series, uh, you know, um, Talking about Cold Island? Yeah, Cold Island and stuff like that. What inspired you guys to do that kind of long-form storytelling? It's so cinematic and beautiful. And, um, yeah, just tell us, tell our audience if they don't know a little bit about it. Okay. Well, let's see. Hmm. <laughs> um, Chris has always wanted to fly a helicopter in Newfoundland. Yeah. And, you know, that's where we're from. And so we always kind of had this idea, like, it'd be really cool to fly back there. But it's like a big, it's a big trip because... Not only is it like a far distance, but because we're going through like the southern part of Quebec up into Labrador, there's a large area where there's no satellite or radar information. So you're basically, you know, can't communicate with people, can't get weather information. So it was kind of a scary trip. And, you know, we kind of always liked the idea of getting into a bit more challenging projects, more series. Like we love making vlogs, but you know, doing these like longer form, um, projects, they're, they're really challenging to do and they're a great test for your skills and you learn a lot when you do them, but it's also fun to put all your, you know, things that you've learned over the years to the test to see if you can actually make something like that. And, um, you know, because I, I am a designer and I went to school for graphic design and for a long time, I, I did, um, work for clients. I always loved branding stuff for people from like the ground up. And so doing a series like Cold Island was such a great opportunity to like, like I said, not only put all your skills to the test and see if you could actually make something that was a little bit more uh, cinematic, a little more documentary style, but then also like branding something from the ground up, you know, making logos and Instagram stories and how do you roll it out and design all of that. Um, and so th- like that whole thing was kind of fun. So he always wanted to fly in Newfoundland. Um, I always want to kind of do a travel series. One of the reasons why we started our YouTube channel uh, was because I wanted to do a travel series, but I had no idea how to kind of do it. Um, yeah. I was always inspired by the show Departures, which is like a Canadian travel show. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. No. I haven't, no. Oh, it's so good. It's, there's three seasons of it. It's like, I think it aired first in 2008. So it's like, you know, it's almost like vlogging before vlogging was a thing, but um, there are three guys from Canada. They travel the world and it's just like their filmer. They probably had a little crew, but they, they set it up like it was like their one filmer and these two guys and they travel the world. And every episode they were in like a different country or location. And it was a massive inspiration for me because I started shooting photos in 2003, 2004. So I was like, you know, getting into like, you know, I, I felt like I knew my camera and I was like, I would be really cool to like do something like that. And then you know, fast forward to 2016, I was like, well, maybe this is the opportunity to do it. Um, and, and so, and then fast forward, I guess, four years later and we did cold Island. So it was kind of like a long <laughs> stretched out thing, but, yeah. uh, so yeah, we like, you know, did a lot of planning. It took us, um, we left in August of 2019 and we started planning the series about a year prior to that. So, uh, research, um, planning routes, trying to figure out where fuel is going to be, what we needed to take, um, Chris and I uh, aren't really outdoorsy people and we don't really know about a lot about camping or su- outdoor survival or anything. So there's a lot of research and Same. trying to figure out what to take. And of course we took way too much. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, the helicopter, <laughs> but you'd rather it be that way than the opposite, right? Like it, it, if it was the opposite, you'd be, way, it'd be way worse for you. Yeah. It's yeah. sounds like me when I go to weddings to shoot them. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> way too much. Well, when we weren't really sure like what, 
how like, like if we were going to be camping and what yeah. we needed to take and like how much food because like we went into it with a plan of like okay the first day we're going to fly to Quebec City and then the next day we're going to get to Blanc de Blanc and then we're going to go to Labrador and then over to Newfoundland and everything is going to be fine and the first episode is going to be prepping for the trip and the second episode is going to be like ba- uh, Battle Harbor or like one of the locations and then you know the first day we like we wake up the next morning in Quebec City and it's raining and it's like well now what happens like the plans what happens to the episode like where does this episode end and where does this one begin and then you know you end up camping for two nights in the middle of the wilderness um and having no experience in that and using all your batteries and then ending up on this rock in a tent with like minimal battery on every single device including our like in reach and our phones which was not the best choice but um definitely learned from that experience but yeah it was it was interesting and we I think we learned a lot um, in terms of like travel and, and filmmaking, or I don't know about filmmaking, but like making videos and, and, you know, planning a series like that. But it was, a it was definitely interesting and definitely a lot of personal growth that happened as well during that trip. Definitely want to have battery for phones when you're flying VFR to know what you're getting into Yeah, <laughs> when, well, you, when you take off. For sure. And it's funny cause like we're the first night when we got stranded. So for those listening who might not like be familiar, um, when we were flying, we went, we flew the first night from Buffalo to Quebec city, which was a a grind. I think that was about, I think it was like six hours of flying or more. And so we got in at three o'clock in the morning, we woke up, it was raining. And so we waited and the weather cleared and then we pushed on. But of course, with not a lot of weather information, we were kind of like going by what we were seeing outside and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, trying to contact the airports in between. And so the first night we were like, okay, well, we'll camp. Everything is fine. Tonight we'll be at this place because we think that the weather might be okay and so we'll charge our laptop we'll charge our phones and so we had like a couple of batteries we had one big battery bank and two small ones so we charged everything on the first night which i think was our first mistake and then (laughs) when we hopped in the helicopter the next morning i don't think we plugged anything in to charge because we can charge while we're flying but we as soon as we shut it down we can't charge anything so i think we had our garmin inreach which is our little um satellite device that we can use for emergencies and contact people if we have to it just uses like a you know you don't need to have cell reception you can just use satellite or whatever so oh nice so when we found ourselves on this rock all of our external batteries were drained and we hadn't plugged in any phones so that was not not so smart whoops yeah (laughs) no i i love it because it seems like in in a lot of your stories about flying the 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 drama is caused by the weather Always. Uh, and I, I, it's like that must be like a northeast thing because it rains, you know, for three weeks a year here and then it's dry for the rest of the time. But yeah, yeah, uh, that was it was cool to see you guys kind of navigate through that. And uh, I love the long form story of it. It was just uh, for for those listening who haven't seen it, go, go, go watch Cold Island. It's so you'll, you'll have a tough time ending one episode without going, where's the second one? I want to click on that immediately. It's a binge watch. series. Yeah. It's a binge <laughs> series for sure. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. We, uh, when I was learning to fly out here, I, I didn't have issues with weather every day. I'd be like, Oh, what's the weather? It's visibility is over 10 miles and clear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no it's, restrictions. it's always the weather that any yeah. bit of drama that happens is all because of like, Chris is a VFR pilot and, Yep. The helicopter we have, you can only fly VFR. You can't like do mm-hmm. instrument or anything on it. So we're really can only fly when it's, you know, VFR or marginal VFR. And of course, cause the helicopter, we can basically land wherever if they're, you know, mm-hmm. 
we're making safe choices, of course, and flying when the weather is good. But, you know, when you don't have any radar information and, you know, things look good, you know, outside and you start flying and then you end up, you know, seeing weather, weather moves in and you kind of have to put it down. So, um, yeah, you're, yeah you kind of are at the whim of weather. And so a lot of times we do get stuck if it's, you know, ceilings low or if it's foggy or rainy or even yeah. if it's too windy um, or, you know, heat and cold aren't really as big of an issue. But, you know, if we have a lot of weight in the helicopter, then heat can be, um, yeah. you know, an issue. But we're not usually we're not usually flying max weight. I remember when I started that series, all I could think of was, you know, Northeast in my mind, I was thinking of like JFK Jr. And he was like flying and it was not visible. And I'm like, what's going to happen? And I found myself being worried. I'm like, wait, if, the, if something happened, the video wouldn't have posted. So I'll just relieve myself of that drama for a second and go, they made it. Otherwise, this video wouldn't be on the yeah. internet. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're ghosts, maybe. yeah, yeah. Ghosts. Uh, my favorite part of your latest one is is Chris just finding the the random guy. I think it was Pete or whatever, and and you guys landing in his front yard, and then him like, you want to borrow my car for the week? And I was like, <laughs> oh man, people, people in the in the Southwest are not that nice, and so that is such a unique. <laughs> well, they thing. they might be. You don't know. The, that yeah, sure. there, there's exceptions to the rule, but for the most part. Yeah, you, you say call some random guy here and be like, can I land in your yard and then borrow your nice car for a week? He's like, no, not at all. <laughs> Who is this? Yeah, yeah I, I would let so, I would at least let somebody land if I had a yard. I don't know about the car. That's takes an extra nice person. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that guy was super nice, Peter. He was he was really sweet. He went above and beyond for us. But that that's the it's funny because like that's the difference between Chris and I. Like I would never call no, somebody me. and be like, yo, <laughs> can I land? At your house? Like, no, I would never, I wouldn't want to like inconvenience. Just fly to the airport and we'll rent a car and like, don't be a bother yeah. to anybody. He's like, no man, like we'll call this guy up. Like it's going to be, everything's going to be fine. Like, <laughs> so he's like always super positive, like puts his trust oh, in people. Awesome. And, um, you know, and sometimes it works out really well and, and it ha thankfully it has all of the times that he's, you know, done that. But, um, yeah, he has no problem calling people and being like, yo, can we like land here? And I'm like, no, no. Picking up the phone and calling somebody? No. Yeah. I think I think you would you would do that. I I think I would if I was put in a situation, but I do feel it's weird. I don't like I said I don't I don't get embarrassed, <sighs> but there are things that I feel like I shouldn't ask for. You yeah. know, like yeah. I, and I have a friend, we have a friend named Josh. He's in town right now, and uh if you're hey, in Josh. conversation with him, there's nothing that's off limits for him to ask. He'll just ask you very personal <laughs> questions and then and then he'll be like, uh, "Hey, I'm coming to town. Do you have a car I could borrow for a week?" Like he he does, <laughs> he do, he basically just feels that it, you ha you don't have it because you haven't asked for it. So he's willing to ask whatever. And I always kind of admired his his willingness to put himself out there, and it's worked out for him, you know, a hundred times. So mm -hmm. he I didn't have a car for him to borrow, but he had asked that to of a dozen people in town. So someone bought a new car and said, "You could drive my old minivan for the for the month that you're here." Yeah. So he's driving around a, 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 a you know a little minivan, <laughs> and uh, it worked out for him just like it worked out for Chris. But I yeah. would have never asked. I would have been like, "I'll rent a car for the three yeah. weeks I'm here and gladly pay for it," and mm -hmm. you know. Be bummed about the price, but I know what I know. It'll happen. <laughs> yeah, Chris is always like, "What's the worst? What, what's the worst thing that can happen? Somebody's gonna say no." And I was like, "Yes, I don't want to be rejected like that." And like yeah. I heard him on the phone with people when people have like been not so happy that he's called, and like oh, some wow. people aren't like so nice to him, you know, because he'll look up. I mean, like that's not the first time he's done. He d does that a lot, where he'll like, especially when we're <laughs> planning stuff 
for, you know, series or, or helicopter things where he's like, oh, it'd be really cool to land at this place. Let me look on the map and see if there's anybody around who's got a big land. And then he looks them up on the internet and calls them. And sometimes, you know, people are stoked and other times people are like, are you kidding me? No, like, 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 and I'm like, oh, I don't want, I don't like the idea of, you know, having that interaction and I just feel bad. And he just doesn't like, he's like, whatever next. Yeah. Oh, Bubber, that guy rejected me. Let's call it the next, his neighbor or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. He doesn't want the noise. Joke's on him. I'm going to land next door. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what kind of psychological damage calling four people in a row and being rejected would do to me, but it doesn't seem like it affects people like Chris or our friend Josh. He's no. like, no, that guy said, no, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Unaffected well, and by it's it. funny because like I think Chris's philosophy with that stuff like go comes through with YouTube too. Like he doesn't get affected by the comments or or anything. He's like, who cares? Like it's fine. Like whatever. Somebody said yeah. something mean to you. Like whatever. He gets more affected when he reads comments about me. But like he could yeah, care I'm less sure. about anything else. Where I'm like, oh my god, somebody said like that. You know why you have no t and I'm like. Why would somebody say that? Is somebody looking like, you know, your brains and then things get like burned into your head and he's like, he just can let it go. And I'm like, well, I wish I was like that where I could like read something and just like let it go. But I'm not like that. I think I have a little bit of that. Um, I mean, it'll bother me, but I I get even with, so it happens to everybody. If you put anything on the internet, whether Mm -hmm. you have like five people that watch your stuff or 300,000 or it's 10 million, Mm -hmm. you're going to get the negative because some people just it seems they go online to, to do that to negative comments somewhere, but but also yeah. Aaron did most of his initial drum covers without a shirt on. So I mean, some <laughs> that was people, one. Some people just, just ask for it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I didn't even think about it at the time because it was just supposed to be focused on the drums. I was like this tiny little piece in the corner. Uh, I'm never gonna live that down. I should probably just take that video down. <laughs> no way, man. Leave it. Leave it. It's good. Yeah, I. It's 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 interesting. I I can. I had a job where uh, I, I was I was providing music uh, for a church, and um, all these older people preferred more traditional style music, and so I, we would get comment cards, and they'd be like, "The guy who yells into the microphone needs to stop. I hate him." Oh my and then, god! And I was there yeah. for that one. And then oh. there's like, um, I don't know why he hits the guitar like it owes him money, but please make him stop. <laughs> or I wear this, uh, I wear this carabiner on my because I, I've gone through a million of these and I don't like putting keys in my pocket, and so I have this. And one of them was like, I don't know why the janitor's leading songs this week, <laughs> and, and 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 none of them did they know my name, like. <laughs> And I worked there for several years. And, and so I just, uh, I remember reading them to someone and laughing and they're like, that doesn't destroy you. And I'm like, that person's not supposed to like me. It's okay. I'm, yeah. I'm fine with that. They I just needed it, to get it out. Yeah. I, yeah, I think there's, there's different moments where if it's a, someone who knows me personally and, and maybe had they said something like that, it would have been like, oh, that lands because that person actually knows me. Mm-hmm. But when it's a stranger... Boy, I couldn't, I couldn't be less affected by it. So if you want to leave nasty comments on our, our Instagram and Facebook, just direct them to Dan. Yeah, and then I'll delete them. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, well, I hate to uh, stop it there. I know the momentum really got rolling right at that point, but this would be a great podcast for the second part if we didn't leave you wanting just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. The old radio tease. Tune in. Uh, Aaron says at the end of February latest, and uh, we'll have the next episode of our interview with Becky. If it's later than that, it was not my fault. Just remember, Aaron <laughs> promised the time, not Dan. <laughs> well, so if you enjoyed that. Yeah, forgive us for, for taking so long without a podcast, but uh, we love you, especially our fan. We remember you, and uh, we hope you all will tune in next time for the exciting conclusion of our interview with Becky. Yep, that's right. And until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Dan. We'll see you on the next AV Room. Yeah, we will.